hello again, everyone, and welcome to this, the 89th episode of Cotton Grower Magazine's Cotton Companion Podcast. Since our last visit, the cotton market seems to be abuzz with activity as prices have cruised past 80 cents, with some of the uh, economic prognosticators starting to hint about 90 cents. And saying that, my only comment is, we'll see. I'm Jim Stedman, Senior Editor of Cotton Grower, and as always, I'm joined by Cotton Grower Editor Frank Giles. Well, Frank, between the markets and these ongoing state training meetings and other recent news, there's more than enough to talk about. What do you think? There sure is. Uh, this whole price situation is interesting to watch. Um, and, and some cold weather up in some parts of the cotton belt. Um, maybe that's good news to knock these white flies back a little bit during the wintertime, because uh, I know they've been been a problem up in parts of the southeast uh, in the past few years. So. Hopefully uh, there'll be enough of it, uh, cold weather and a duration long enough to, to knock them back a little bit this year. That'd be good. Well, and I know that cold weather is also trickling down into Orlando or at least what's cold for Orlando. So uh, you're, 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 probably, you're probably a little uncomfortable at this point. Yeah, well today, today's actually pretty nice, but we have been uh, colder than normal this, this season. So, which is a good thing we needed it, needed it here too. Well, as usual, we do have several items we want to cover in today's edition but we also want to focus some attention on some very helpful tools that some of you may or may not be using or aware of. And we're talking about apps for agriculture. They're available for multiple tasks and levels of helpful activities, but just which ones are the best ones to, uh, to check out? And we're going to try to answer that question in just a few minutes with our colleague, Matt Hopkins, who compiles an annual ranking of the top agriculture apps each year for several of our sister publications at Meister Media Worldwide. And we hope you'll stay tuned for that discussion. But before we move on, let's take a moment for a short message from our sponsor, Phytogen. Phytogen is pleased to sponsor the Cotton Companion, bringing you the latest news to help you thrive all season long. Thanks as always to the folks at Phytogen for supporting the Cotton Companion. And now we're going to turn things over to our colleague, Robin Sittenberg, for a custom content discussion with Dr. Russell Nudie, Phytogen Cotton Development Specialist covering parts of Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. Hello, I'm Robin Sittenberg, Custom Content Editor for Meister Media Worldwide, publisher of Cotton Grower Magazine. I'm talking today with Dr. Russell Nudie, Phytogen Cotton Development Specialist covering parts of Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. Welcome to the program, Russell. Thank you, Robin. I'm glad to be with you today. Well, we're going to talk today about how Southeastern cotton growers can plan for the 2021 season, but just to set the stage, can you tell us a little bit about the 2020 season? Yes, 2020 in the growing season was excellent. We were really set up with high yield expectations. The crop looked good. And I think everybody would agree we had an excellent crop set, but we had multiple hurricanes and extended periods of rain and uh, wet weather. And we lost a third up to two thirds of yield potential due to that wet weather in much of our geography. Now, despite that, I will say that we had some high yields and some excellent quality in certain pockets that avoided the worst of that. And as we got outside of the, the area that really was hurt bad, we saw what our varieties yield potential truly is and we had some very satisfied customers. What are some big picture things growers should consider as they think about variety selection in 2021? 
Yes, Robin, as we look forward to making variety decisions for 2021, um, one of the things that I like to talk about is Phytogen's excellent vigor. We've, we've always had the reputation of producing excellent quality seed and getting growers off to a good start. So that's the first thing we want to check off the list. But as you sit down with pencil and paper, I think it's important to focus on profitability. And with that, a grower has to look at managing risk and looking forward to stability of yield across all the acres that they farm. One of the things that I'm proud to represent with Phytogen is we've got a full portfolio available now with the Enlist Trait Package and Phytogen Breeding Traits. And those Phytogen Breeding Traits give you resistance for root knot nematodes. We've got resistance now, new for 2021, for reniform nematodes. And all of the Phytogen Enlist traded varieties have resistance to bacterial blight. So when a grower makes that decision to plant these varieties, you get that added protection and that gives you stability, in turn gives you profitability. Okay, thank you so much for that information. Um, that's the big picture insights. Would you be willing to come back for the next episode and talk about specific varieties? Sure, I'd be glad to and look forward to it, Robin. All right, well, we'll wrap this up right now and uh, growers, you can go to phytogen.com for more information. Thank you so much. Well, as always, thanks to Robin and to, uh, to Dr. Nudie for that segment. As I mentioned in our opening, meeting season in cotton is now underway in a virtual setting in, in pretty much every cotton belt state, especially the, that training that is required for, uh, for use of the oxen herbicides. Now, as we've discussed before, all of those details and dates can be found online on each state's extension cotton website. And also keep in mind that most of these sessions are being recorded. For those of you who can't attend on the original date, or if you just want to go back and revisit some of the information that was presented. And speaking of meetings and cotton-related events, we do have some news to share regarding several traditional events in this market. Frank, can you fill us in? Thanks, Jim. Yes, uh, COVID is still having an impact on events that were originally planned to be in per person. The uh, show organizers for the annual Mid-South Farm and Gin Show announced in late January that there will not be an in-person event in 2021, but will move solely to its new online virtual show site for this year. It was a tough decision to make, especially with the fully renovated convention center ready to go. But after months with the work of uh, working with the city of Memphis and local and state health officials, it was determined that it would be too difficult to conduct a show that would meet health and safety requirements under current COVID-19 guidelines. The new virtual format will open on the show dates of February 28 and 29. It will allow registrants to gain access to virtually interact with the more than 200 companies that will be exhibiting and be eligible for the usual awards and prizes associated with the show. To register, visit the show website at farmandginshow.com and click on attendee registration. Several days later, the, the Texas Cotton Dinners Association announced that their annual Texas Gin Show, scheduled for April 8th and 9th in Lubbock, has also been canceled for 2021 after the Lubbock Memorial Civic Center informed the association that the venue will be closed outside events through the end of April as the facility continues to be used for COVID-19 vaccine clinics. 
We're going to shift gears a little bit. Congratulations are in order for Van Murphy, a cotton grower from Quitman, Georgia, who has been elected to a two-year term as chairman of the Board of Cotton Incorporated. Murphy brings a long history of service and experience to the position, having served with not only Cotton Incorporated, but also the Cotton Board, National Cotton Jenners Association, and Southern Cotton Jenners Association. He is also the recipient of the 2008 Cotton Grower Cotton Achievement Award. Uh, congratulations, to, uh, Van. Absolutely. And thanks, Frank. But there is there is always one other little news item that I found interesting over the last two weeks. I used to spring these on Beck back when we were we were recording this, and I would not tell him ahead of time. So uh, ah, nice. Yeah, but uh, as you know, Frank, you know, in the Cotton Belt, we have Clemson Tigers, we have Auburn Tigers, we have LSU Tigers, just to name a few. But a real tiger has recently stymied cotton harvest in one region of South India. A recent news report noted that local cotton farmers in the area are not being able to complete harvest for fear of tiger attacks. A large tiger has been reported in the region and is already responsible for attacking three cattle. Uh, so farm laborers are, are not coming to pick cotton, even on fields close to the road. And local forest officials are not allowing farmers into fields located deep in the forest where tiger movement is often found. Now, again, keep in mind, this is South India where a cotton field may be an acre at most. Uh, you know, so, so hand harvesting is still the primary, primary method that they use. And, you know, but still, regardless, cotton harvest can often be stressful and tough. We all know that. Uh, but this certainly adds an entirely different degree of difficulty to the process. Yep, that, I had a few run-ins with cotton mouse and rattlesnakes in my, cot, in my cotton <laughs> scouting days, but I have to say I never ran into a tiger, and I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, definitely so. And now, as promised, let's get into a discussion about some of those handy little programs that most of us use every day, and quite honestly, probably couldn't live without at this point. We're going to talk about apps, and more specifically, agricultural apps. And joining us now is one of the experts on the subject, our colleague, Matt Hopkins. He's senior online editor for Meister Media Worldwide on brands such as CropLife, CropLife Iron, Agribusiness Global, Precision Ag, and of course, Cotton Grower. He's our go-to guy on topics like this, and we're happy to welcome him to the virtual Cotton Companion Studio. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, guys. All right. Well, apps in general have been with us in ag for a little over a decade. Is that, that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. And and how long have you been reviewing apps for agriculture and, and building your lists? Yeah, so um, you know, I've been reviewing mobile apps for ag since about 2010. Um, and then when I first published that initial list, you know, I figured I'd get some mild interest, but that would be the end of it. Um, but boy was I wrong. Um, our, our readers really wanted more information on apps. Um, and they even gave a ton of feedback on which apps they recommended. So it just sort of snowballed from there, and it's really become one of the more popular features on CropLife, and I've been publishing it ever since. Looking at what we're, what you're reviewing today, how do uh, today's apps compare with those from your first ranking? Yeah, so, you know, there's been quite an evolution of app development since 2010. Um, you know, those first few years of covering the apps market was kind of a kind of the honeymoon phase, if you will. The new app stores were just coming online and there was just a, a glut of new apps launching virtually every week. 
Uh, and it was quite chaotic, to be honest. And on top of that, the quality wasn't always that good. As the, as the bar was set kind of low, most of the apps were probably downloaded once and then never used again. And then at, at that time, most apps did some basic functions of computing and record keeping, but not much else. Uh, the apps of today are so much more sophisticated than those from like 10 years ago. The bar has been set so much higher. You know, companies are focused more on quality now than they are quantity. Matt, are you seeing any trends in today's uh, farming apps? Yeah. So, you know, we're seeing technologies like uh, IoT, machine learning, and, and AI getting integrated into apps. And there's just much more focus on delivering actionable insights to users with today's apps. You know, another focus has been on security. Uh, security is becoming more important in all aspects of our digital life, as you guys know. Um, and that certainly holds true with agriculture apps. Analytics is another area that is growing in importance in app development. Users want on-demand analytics on their mobile devices. And so you're seeing more apps designed to integrate with specialized analytics platforms. And finally, another trend uh, that I think shouldn't be underestimated is how the pandemic has really accelerated digital transformation in ag, you know, as you guys know. People are just much more comfortable with mobile technology. So, you know, if one good thing has come out of COVID, it might be that. <laughs> well, uh, let's take a look at your, at your newest rankings. You, you've listed 24 apps in, the, uh, in your rankings for 2021. What types of services are these programs providing to growers? I, I would say the most common types would be crop scouting and farm data management. But you'll also find some that are specific to e-commerce, precision ag, irrigation management as well as that, that some are just agronomic support for growers. One thing I've noticed, this is actually a personal uh, story. My brother has an app that is uh, plant ID and uh, weed species and plants. And it's pretty amazing how accurate that uh, app is in terms of being able to photo a plant and uh, come back quickly with what it, what species it is. Yeah, so that, that's a great example of how technology has changed the apps, apps market. So 10 years ago, that might have just been a, a full library, and now it's detecting uh, issues, plant issues, and all, and all that. So it's, it's, it's amazing how things have changed. Well, let's look at your, at your list for this year. Are there any apps that have been on there for, for several years uh, how many new apps are on the list this year? Uh, and, and maybe what's some of your favorites or some of the most unique apps and, and why, do you, why do you consider them so? Yeah, um, there are some apps that have been on the list for several years, you know, and, that, and that's mostly because these companies continue to invest in upgrades and, and new features that I want to make sure our readers know about. And then as far as the number of new apps. So out of the 24 apps listed, uh, I'd say about nine are considered new apps and I would uh, consider downloading. And these are apps that have been released within the last year. You know, as far as a favorite or a, a unique app, you know, depending on your need, I, I think all these apps are, are worthy of downloading, um, but I will highlight one for your, your listeners. Uh, and that would be the Ag World app. My guess is a lot of your audience is already familiar with this farm management platform. The AgWorld mobile app allows growers and, and crop consultants, precision specialists, and others to, to collaborate more easily and work as one. AgWorld offers document management, data capture, farm maps, and other communication tools that really help improve workflow and in increase production efficiency. Um, and I, I would, would like to highlight one new feature. So uh, recently, uh, they integrated with 
Microsoft Power BI, which is an advanced analytics solution. And uh, now, instead of relying on static reports, uh, this integration allows users to create dashboards with the stats that are important to them. So there's a, there's a bit of customization with it now. And users can also integrate existing data from other systems into these dashboards. Um, and, and I'll just bring up the fact that, you know, AgWorld is a lot in the cotton industry. Um, it's helping growers produce crops more efficiently through uh, the standardized data and reporting that it offers. Um, and this has had a nice side benefit in the fact that it's helping growers uh, achieve sustainability goals that, as you guys know, is, it's becoming more important than ever. Most definitely. It, it sort of has, has the opportunity to tie back in a little bit to some of the uh, some of the requirements that the folks who are enrolled in the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol and that sustainability program have to uh, have to keep track of. Yeah, so this this is a great example of the, the types of apps are you know kind of like next level helping growers achieve some of these other goals that they have. Good deal. Speaking of the list, uh, where can our listeners uh, find the best agriculture apps for 2021? Yeah, so if um, to find the latest list, as well as every list uh, since 2010, actually, uh, they can visit croplife.com and then just search for agriculture apps and they'll find it. Sounds great. Well, Matt, with that, uh, it's probably time to draw this discussion to a close. Uh, we appreciate your time. It's been great information and uh, we'll see what kind of questions we get, what kind of questions you may get on that. And, and who knows, we may, we may take this topic up again here very soon. All right. Uh, thanks again for having me on the show, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Cotton Companion Podcast. As always, our thanks to you, dear listeners, for joining us. If you like what you hear on the Cotton Companion, please be sure to spread the word and tell your farmer friends about this podcast. Here's Miss Diane to tell you how. You can find the Cotton Companion in three easy ways. First, go to cottongrower.com forward slash companion or simply click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. Second, subscribe to our channel on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts these days. And three, sign up for our weekly e-newsletter, The Cotton Grower E-News, that's delivered to your email inbox every Tuesday morning. You can do that by going to cottongrower.com forward slash subscribe. Also, be sure to follow Cotton Grower on social media. We are at Cotton Grower Mag on Twitter. And on Facebook, you'll find us by searching for Cotton Grower Magazine. The February issue of Cotton Growers should be hitting your mailboxes as we speak, or certainly within the next few days. And be sure to join us in two weeks as we're going to bring you all the news and information from the upcoming National Cotton Council annual meeting. This podcast is produced by Tyler Hatch and Kim Henderson, our talented colleagues back to world headquarters for Maestro Media Worldwide in lovely and chilly Willoughby, Ohio. My name's Jim Stedman, his name's Frank Giles, and we'll, we'll be back with you before you know it with another episode of The Cotton Companion. Until then, happy planning and stay safe. Yeah, he works and he works and he works and he works all day. God made a farm. Yeah, he works and he works and he works and he works and he works all day. Phytogen thanks you for listening to this edition of The Cotton Companion. To learn how you can thrive with Phytogen, go to phytogen.com.